0: to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10-5! Touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Made a man miss in the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Payner. The a one-handed INT! Are you kidding me? Kidding more! What a
1: play by Naheem Hines! Horseshoe
0: is back, baby!
1: The horseshoe is back! What's going on Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Derek Larger, Cody Felger joining you as always and today we're going to continue talking and breaking down the position groups. We've been talking about all of the offense recently and we're going to break down the last group of the offense before we move to the defense and that involves the offensive line and this is a fun group to talk about because Mm -hmm. as Colts fans we know The offensive line under Chris Ballard has quickly become one of, if not the best, offensive line group in the NFL. By most people, by default, they honestly think the Colts is the best one when you look at it from the totality of everything. So we're going to save the left tackle spot here, Cody, until last because we'll talk about that just kind of on the back end of this. But let's kind of start from the right side and move over to the left side here. We'll talk about each of the starting five and then we'll talk about the depth in total. So let's start with Braden Smith here. Braden Smith drafted in 2018, same draft as Darius Leonard and Quinton Nelson. You know, all of these, those two guys who are widely renowned as some of the best players at their position in general, and it helped the Colts quickly become having one of the greatest drafts that we've ever seen in 2018. and now. With the emergence of a Braden Smith, that's now making that argument even more comparable. So what's your opinions on Braden Smith and how good he's become?
0: Oh, underrated, unbelievably underrated. I mean, my goodness, it's so overshadowed by those first two picks that you look and you say, man, Braden Smith is quietly, I would say last year, played like a top five offensive tackle in the league. I mean, he didn't allow a sack. He was fantastic in the run game. He And he's continuing to ascend every year. He's getting better as a player. So, yeah, Braden Smith, what can you say about him, man? He's just been, you know, it's kind of a crazy story to look at Braden Smith from when he was drafted as a rookie out of Auburn in 2018 in that second round to where he is now because, if you remember, he was drafted to play guard, right? A lot of people said he's going to be a guard. Like the Colts drafted two guards in the first two rounds. And Chris Ballard even has admitted he thought he was a card. So, I don't know if you remember all the way back in 2018, but I remember this well because I was actually at this game down in New England. You know, Matt Slausen gets hurt. Braden Smith has to go in at right tackle. Mark Lewinsky goes in at right guard. And then the rest is history. They haven't relinquished those ever since. And Braden Smith, just a credit to him, never really played tackle in college and just how good he's been. It's been one of the better stories on the Colts the last couple of years because this guy If you look up a definition of underrated in the dictionary, Braden Smith's picture should be right there, man. He is so underrated in everything that he does. He's still very young. He still can get better, which is crazy to think about. And He's certainly going to earn that big payday that he's going to get here very soon because he is absolutely an ascending player on this Colts offense. Yeah,
1: I mean, we we were saying at the end of the year, they were breaking down all the All-Pros. Braden Smith, the only tackle in the NFL that did not allow a sack after a certain point of snaps that were required yeah. and get, didn't even get considered for an All-Pro. Not a Pro Bowl, not an All-Pro, not a second-team All-Pro, none of that crap which is ridiculous that a goal, that a tackle who had the best season that a tackle can possibly have and all the NFL did not get any recognition. This guy really does get overshadowed by all the rest of the guys on the offensive line and you know, you said it, not not allowing a sack and it's ascended every year since he's been in this league. And ironically enough, he's been facing the best competition on his side more often than not. You know when he got drafted, everyone said, "Oh, well, let's tackle, let's go after Braden Smith. He's the youngest, he's the least experienced, he's not as great as Anthony Costanzo, and yet even with still all the competition, Braden Smith was still a top, let's say, 10 to 15 tackle in the league when you look at it right there at the midway point, which honestly was not that bad. You know, we thought he was really good." But then to just see where he's at now, and you know, you said it—he's gonna get a payday here at some point soon. Because you know, you got a guy like that, you've got to keep him around. And you mm. know, he's such a humble guy too, which is great. Because he was asked about that recently. He's like, uh, what's your feeling about the contracts, man? I mean, you know, your contract extension is coming up. I mean, you, you gonna ask for a big one? And he said, "That's my agent's job. I'll let my agent mm. take care of that. I'm just gonna go out and play football." i love that and he's also he's also just another human being if anyone follows him on twitter he's posting gardening tips he's (laughs) posting fish pictures like i mean the guy just is like he seems like just a a down-to-earth kind of guy which is great because you know a lot of guys don't don't do that on twitter you know kind of show their lives outside of football but you know he really does you know he's kind of just does that to kind of help a few people out on Twitter. And that's why he became so popular on Twitter as soon as he got on. Cause you know, apparently a lot of people like fishing and gardening advice. So, yeah. but yeah, it, he's a great player. I can't wait to see him thrive in this system for many more years, along with some of these other guys. And we'll now talk about the right guard, the second oldest guy on the roster. And, Cody you've had some mixed feelings I love to bring it up every time every we talk time about this guy, every oh, time we gosh. talk about this guy I love to bring up the fact that you know Cody used to have a lot of mixed feelings about Mark Lewinsky he used to really hate Mark Lewinsky a couple years back but I think you've started to come around a little bit
0: <laughs> a little bit yeah <laughs> oh my goodness my my goodness like it's crazy how much you remind me. And I don't forget. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I don't forget. Every time I hear the name, I'm like, Derek's going to say something. And it never fails. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, Mark Lewinsky, um, good player. Um, really good player. Very under, very uh, undershadowed, I guess, from a lot of these other guys. Like, the, you know, when we'll talk about the other guys as well. But he's solidly been a really nice find by Chris Ballard. Former fourth-round pick, if you remember, uh, he he's just been really solid at, at right guard. And he's just, like I mentioned with Braden Smith, he's one of those guys that, you know, you didn't expect him to do what he's done and he's done a very good job at being the right guard for the Colts. And, you know, I feel like he's a guy that obviously you feel like maybe you can replace him down the line. Cause he's getting a little bit older. Um, he's, he's still a pretty good player. And I feel like he, but I feel like he, he's still got a lot left as well. Cause he, I believe he's 29 or something like that. So He's a little bit older, but we know the shelf life of offensive linemen. It can be a little bit longer, probably one of the more longer in the league compared to some of these other guys. So Mark Glowinski has been a really solid guy, um, and it's crazy. We talked about it, Derek, before in a podcast. Like at one point, that offensive line on the right side was outperforming the left side of the offensive line, which is crazy, yes. and that's just a credit to both those guys, including Mark Glowinski. How good he played! I think. I think he had a nice bounce back season from twenty nineteen. And I like to see that from him. And, and really, you don't have to worry about that right side for a while. Um, his contract's coming up. We'll see, obviously, what the Colts do there, if they feel like they can run it back with him because he's been a really good player for them, or if they, they want to upgrade a little bit, I think they can do that too. But, you know, you can certainly do a lot worse than a than a uh, Mark Lewinsky at this point. So, yeah, I think he's a really solid player. An average to above-average guard, I think, is, is really a good place to place him right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said at 29 years old, he just turned 29 in May, so mm-hmm. uh he still has a lot of years ahead of him if he stays healthy and that's really not been an issue for him because you know, I mean, he's had some nagging injuries throughout the years but nothing that's really kept him out of a full season. So, you know, has been relatively healthy. In my opinion, from this last year was an above average guard. So, you know, and you and I have kind of I, I hate bringing it up, but I kind of just say it a lot because it makes a lot of sense. You know, when you when you talk about the, your right guard and saying that your above average right guard is the worst spot on your offensive line, or at least what people deem is the worst spot on the offensive line, you know you're doing really damn good when you got an above average player and he's your weakest link. And like yeah. you said, he took a ginormous step from 2019 to 2020 really struggled in the passing game a lot and you know was uh, what had a lot of penalties committed against him but this last year yeah the first couple weeks him and Braden were the all part of the offensive line they were better than quentin nelson ryan kelly and anthony costanzo all together they were moving people they were pass blocking very efficiently uh, it was really great to see and i i can't wait to see what happens there i hope they can still keep him around i mean You know, thirty. When you get to be thirty, you know, I don't know. I I guess it's not that terrible because you know a lot of people uh, in free agency go for offensive linemen that are a little older if they know that they're uh, still comparable. So I think that uh, I think that he might have he might have a decent market if people decide to uh, if people decide they want to bring him in. I mean, he would be a good guard anywhere. So. We'll see how that turns out. But now we start getting into uh, the prime cut of this offensive line, uh, starting here in the very middle. And that is Ryan Kelly, former first round pick for the Indianapolis Colts in 2016. Been here a couple more years than some of the other guys, the big name ones. But You know, Ryan Kelly struggled with some injuries early in his career, you know, was kept out of the majority of, I think it was the 2018 season.
0: I think it was 2017. I think it was number two, sophomore year, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I can't remember exactly which years it was, but, you know, the last couple years has been a lot better, you know, hasn't Mm -hmm. had as many injuries And that's been great because it's been able to keep him on the field and it's been able to really help this offensive line. And I think he's gotten a little help from Big Q and getting his mojo back because when you drafted him in 2016, one of the few picks that Ryan Grigson ever made that actually uh, turned out to be a really good pick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was really known at Alabama for being – being nasty, you know, being the guy that moves people around very technically sound. And, you know, I, I ratted on him quite a few times early in the year. He, he was dealing with some lingering injuries and it really seemed to be bothering him and his performance. But, you know, when the offensive line really took off again, Ryan Kelly has really just been a phenomenal, phenomenal center. In my opinion, a top three center in the league. What's Mm. your thoughts on Ryan Kelly?
0: Yeah, I think top three center for sure. He, it's been really cool to see his kind of growth too from rookie season, you know, really playing alongside nobody. Like he, he's, it's crazy to think now he's kind of the veteran at that offensive line. Like he's been around the longest on the Indianapolis Colts of anybody on this offensive line, and he's not really that old. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, he, he's been really, really solid. He's been a really good, uh, really good draft pick. I'm um, crazy to say, but uh yeah, I've loved what I've seen from Ryan Kelly and he's been at every part. I think you, if you go back and you'd redraft, you take him again every time because he's been mm-hmm. so good at center for the Indianapolis Colts. And, you know, he's just such a good leader on that offensive line. And it's been cool to see him kind of become more of that vocal leader. It seems like on that offensive line and uh, really take control, really get guys where they need to go, really you know call out things when he sees it. It's been really cool to see Ryan Kelly and also, like you mentioned, stay more healthy these last couple years. So, yeah, I I think he definitely deserved that contract extension that he got, and I'm excited to see the future with Ryan Kelly at center because I think they got a really good one in Ryan Kelly.
1: All right, well, let's go to the best cut of the offensive line here, and it is – A name that everyone knows, and that is Quentin Nelson Big Q, the left guard. Most people, I would say most logical people would say that Quentin Nelson is probably the best offensive lineman in the game currently. When you look at it from all perspectives, you know, probably it would say 90% of the NFL fan bases and other people would say he's a top five offensive lineman no questions asked I mean Big Q I mean what isn't there to love about Big Q I'm just gonna let you go ahead and ramble here for a few minutes and I'll just piggyback <laughs> off what you say but what what's what's the opinion here on Big Q
0: I mean what's like you said what's there not to like about him he's got the size he's nasty he's a tone setter for this offensive line. I mean my goodness you mentioned how much he's helped Ryan Kelly how much he helped Anthony Costanzo get get to the best he's ever played. I mean, we're mm-hmm. even having conversations, Derek, about the big Q effect, we're calling it, right? Yes. How it could have an effect on anybody at left tackle, anybody beside him on this offensive line, really anybody on the offensive line, he has set a tone. I mean, it speaks for itself. 2017, the Indianapolis Colts allowed the most sacks in the league. In 2018, only a year later, Quentin Nelson's rookie year, They were one of the top teams. I think they were the top team in sacks allowed. Yeah. That's the big Q effect right there. That's Mm -hmm. how much of an impact. People say, oh, left guards don't have an impact. That's bull crap. Quentin Nelson has had so much impact on this offensive line. It's crazy to think about that there were actually people who were making arguments you don't take a guard at six. Isn't that crazy okay. to think about? Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson is a generational type offensive lineman, man. And he's still in his prime, right? He's still getting into his prime right now. He mm-hmm. can still get better at offensive yes. guard, <laughs> which is wild to think about. I mean, people were even saying when he was drafted future Hall of Famer, and now we see why people were saying that. This dude lays people's out. I mean, he's he's people like associate pancakes with Quentin Nelson. That's yeah. the type of player. He's earned that kind of reputation. He's one of the only offensive linemen I've ever heard of that actually has a highlight tape.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, it doesn't happen very often.
0: It no. doesn't. And I think he is such a rare, rare player. And the fact that the Colts were able – I still marvel at what Ballard was able to do in 2018. Trade out of three, get more second-round picks, and also still draft big Q at six. Absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, it was
1: absolutely insane. You're right. I mean, this man has had a, a pancake special on the NFL network. They even made a highlight clip and a song after him. I mean, it's just like, you know, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, this guy's a three, three-time All-Pro already in his first three seasons in the NFL. Only person that was, ever did that in the first three seasons outside of Big Q was Barry Sanders. Barry wow. Sanders is the only other player in the history of the NFL in their first three seasons to be a first-team All-Pro every time. Now, granted, Darius Leonard should have been first-team All-Pro in 2019 when he missed four games due to injury. Should have been at that point, but nevertheless, I mean, we're that was, that's a topic for another day. But, you know, again, you said it. Just how many people said you can't draft a guard at six? It's just not logical. But yet, I mean, Brian Baldinger, he'll tell you every time he said he's the second best player in the draft outside of Saquon Barkley. I mean, why would you not draft a guy there if you need need him at that spot, if you definitely need a guard, and we knew the Colts absolutely needed a guard, they needed help anywhere they could get it, and you get the best offensive lineman in the draft, that Mm -hmm. was exactly why you did it. And, you know, I don't know if they truly felt – his impact was going to help the team so much in the way it did because like you said he was so different in a way he approached the game you know i felt like a lot of times that i wouldn't necessarily say the team's the team was lacking the motivation or was just going through the steps but it just really felt like they needed something to pick them up and say where's the guy that's going to set the tone and like yep. you said big q absolutely did that And it's phenomenal to see what he's done with this offensive line immediately when he came in as a rookie emerged himself as one of the best offensive linemen in football and turned this offensive line completely around. And, you know, it helped that Andrew Luck came back in 2018. It helped that he was, you know, he was obviously a huge step over Jacoby Brissett in terms of pocket presence. So that certainly helped, but, Obviously, Big Q was the biggest reason as to why that changed. Yep. All right, let's move to left tackle here. No longer Anthony Costanzo, but it is Cody's favorite free agent move so far this offseason, and that was Eric Fisher, former number one overall pick from 2013, former Kansas City Chief. You know, I mean, he's kind of been a lot like what a bunch of these guys have been, you know, where he came into the league, wasn't terrible, wasn't bad, but he certainly wasn't great. Certainly wasn't as good as he is now, but over the years has really started to get better and better, has found a better situation with uh, was with Kansas City. And then he now goes to a system here in Indianapolis where he feels like he's going to be next to a bunch of other great guys and protecting a better, a good quarterback as well. So, What's your thoughts here on Eric Fisher and what he can do to replace Anthony Costanzo?
0: Yeah, Eric Fisher, I would say at this point, he's a he was a better player last year than Anthony Costanzo. So I feel like he's got a lot more left in the tank, too. He's, I believe he's 30. I'm not he's, yeah, he's around 30. there. So he's yeah. 30. So he's still got a lot of life left, potentially. Obviously, it all hinges on that Achilles injury. Can he get back to fully form? But if he can, man, if he can fully get back. I mean, my goodness, this guy was one of the best offensive tackles in the league. I mean, the Colts could have, you know, easily could have the best offensive line if he can get back to the form that we know he can get to. I mean, that's the reason, Derek, why we were kind of looking at some free agent offensive tackles. Eric Fisher was my clear cut number one because he was so much better than any of these other guys at offensive tackle. I mean, and he's – there's no, you know, position you have to switch to, you know, right tackle to left tackle or anything like that. He's a left tackle. He's been a left tackle I think ever since, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's played left tackle – uh, don't quote me on that because maybe I feel like maybe well, he he's been right the left
1: tackle ever since being in the NFL. I mean, he's okay. stayed at that spot. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I thought maybe he had right tackle experience at one point, but maybe not. Um, but anyway, yeah. The point is here, he's been a left tackle for a majority of his career here. So it's a very natural fit. Um, it was actually amazing how logical you know this, this signing made here. Because now your offensive line is potentially solidified for the next couple of years. The Colts mm-hmm. have even said, if he gets back to form, we want to re-sign him to a, a decently long contract. So, I mean, the Colts look like they have their offensive line potentially set, especially on that left side for the next couple of years. So, Eric Fisher, man, former number one overall pick. I mean, you know, Quentin Nelson, obviously, we know what he is. I mean, the Colts could have the most talented From center to left tackle, most talented group in the NFL if Eric Fisher can get back to form.
1: Yeah, I mean, talk about a great player here and, you know, hoping to continue to be a force to be reckoned with. You know, coming back from the injury, we'll have to see when eventually he comes back. But we have a feeling that being next to Big Q, you know, will certainly help him in regards to getting even better than what we think he already can be. All right, so let's talk about the depth of this offensive line here. We, I mean, if we we're talking about this, I would say even four months ago, Cody, then you and I both would have agreed that, you know, depth of offensive line was a tremendous, tremendous concern mm. for us because Ballard even mentioned it, that, you know, the offensive line depth really hurt us last year because, you know, a bunch of guys got hurt and they really didn't have a lot of options to really help each other out. But, Ballard took the in a great initiative to fixing that now. So now you have Sam Tevy, who you brought in from the chargers to be the left tackle potentially until Eric Fisher gets back. You brought in a guy like Julian Davenport to help out with that spot. You brought in Chris Reed, a uh, guard from the Panthers last year who honestly was a really good guard, but you know, just didn't want to stick around and you know, we have made the argument that if, you know, he could, we've kind of made that thing where we said that if Glowinski decided to end up leaving, we might just end up putting Chris Reed at that right guard spot. That's how important you think he is and how good he is. And then the Colts drafted Danny Pinter in the fifth round of the 2020 draft. He played quite a bit last year for a couple snaps. He did really well in his uh, time that he was there, you know, they brought in a bunch of collection of these different guys here. So now if somebody goes down, you feel a lot more comfortable knowing that it may not be as good as the original group is of course not, but you feel a little more comfortable knowing that you have some guys that can come in performance won't drop off so bad where we saw from last year when Costanzo and Braden Smith went down and you see the difference in the pressures and everything else. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the offensive line depth in general for this whole group here?
0: Yeah, I, I feel so much better about this group, like you mentioned, than even, you know, last year for sure. But really ever since, you know, the Colts have built this offensive line, this is the best I've felt about. Yes, obviously they're starters, but they're backups as well. I mean, you have guys that can basically fill in anywhere. You have Danny Pinter who can play center and guard. You have uh, Chris Reed that we mentioned can play some guard for you. Um, You have Sam Tebby who can play left tackle. And, you know, you have Will Fries, another guy that the Colts drafted this year that can play a little bit of everything, too. You brought back Joey Hunt who played some some snaps at guard last year, too. So you feel really, really good about your offensive line depth. Like you feel like there's really like if a guy goes out, obviously you want all five of your starters to be healthy for the entire year. But in reality, somebody's going to get banged up you feel really good about whoever goes in there is going to do a really nice job and you're not going to really miss a whole lot, right? You're not going to miss a giant. Like it's not going to be, you know, what the drop-off was last year when Castanzo or Braden Smith went down and you have the Raven Clark and Chaz Green in there. It's going to be a lot more competent at the backups. And I think that is so big for what you want to do. And such an underrated thing that Ballard did this off season that I think he really learned from 2020 and so overall, very excited for this group. I feel like this offensive line backups, um, they're just going to continue to ascend and be better. And if you can have really six, seven, eight, you know, really solid offensive linemen that, that can can really help out. And three or four guys that, that can really help out from a depth standpoint. I mean, you feel really good about where you're going to go, especially with that 17th game. Um, we know how much, you know, 16 games already impacted people. But playing now a 17th game, I think offensive de- line depth especially is more important even now. So overall, yeah, this depth, man, is is crazy how much better it is than last year.
1: All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know in the comments how you feel about this offensive line group. Let us know what you think of the depth of it. Be sure to like comment and subscribe if you guys made it this far into the video make sure to hit that notification bell button to let you know whenever we upload another video or go live thank you guys so much for tuning in and as always go colts